Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat. And neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family. With more than 40 years of service to military families. TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Here's a list of scary places in Singapore. Are you ready? <laughs> There's Old Changi Hospital, Pulau Tekong for both supernatural and non-supernatural reasons, Ferry Point Chalet, Hopa Villa, and here's one you might not have heard before, Bukit Batok Nature Park. Since the park was developed in 1988, it's been the site of a number of gruesome murders, and alleged hauntings. Hi, I'm Teddy, and welcome to A Brief Case. Today, we're taking a little dive into the case of Bukit Batok Nature Park. There's two parks in Bukit Batok. Bukit Batok Nature Park and Bukit Batok Town Park. And they're both right next to each other and both really, really pretty. So today we're looking at Bukit Batok Nature Park. Now, before this area was converted into a park in 1988, right? It already had kind of a shady background. This was where they stored the ashes of soldiers who died in the Battle of Bukit Timah in World War II. So it's, it's a little bit shady already. And during the Japanese invasion, it was also where the Japanese soldiers, they put up a memorial for dead soldiers there. Now, there's also a large abandoned quarry. Um, it's shared between the two parks, which makes the area really pretty. And some people call it Little Guiling because it looks a bit like the Guiling Mountains in China, right? Which I completely agree. I used to drive past it during the practical driving classes in BBDC. But again, because it was built on an abandoned quarry and working in a quarry is a dangerous job, there's rumours that the people who died working there still haunt the place. So all that's it, it's just a very pretty place with a very shady past. Now, in 1988, Singapore was all about being <laughs> clean and green, so the government developed it into the park that we see today. So now, this is a big park. And according to Wikipedia, it's 89 acres. And for comparison, a soccer field is 1.89 acres. So this is about 47 soccer fields. That's pretty damn big. The way the park is set up, it's, it's like most things in Singapore, it's pretty efficient. So in some parts of the park, right, it's, it feels like the lights are spaced out far, far apart, which is a bit scary because there's certain areas where it'll be darker than usual. Now, we fast forward to about... 10 years after the park was built in the 2000s, we meet Linda Chua. Linda was 26 years old. She was, as Singaporeans like to phrase it, somebody with a bright future. Somebody who was essentially set up and worked hard to live a nice, happy life. She went to NTU 
also in the West, where she met her fiancé, and they were planning to get married in December 2000. They wanted to have a church wedding, and they were about to buy a flat in Marine Parade. Now, she also had a family that she was close to and seemed to have loved her back a lot. Her dad was a retired businessman, and her mom was a housewife. Linda also had three other siblings who only had great things to say about her. That she was generous, that she was kind, that she always worked towards excellence. And she didn't just have friends and family that loved her a lot, she also had a solid career, okay? Because like Singaporeans, we always like to bring in the career. She previously worked in a big five accounting firm, and then she was a finance exec at an oil company, and she wanted to do her business. This girl was like doing it all. So now it was 6 February 2000. It was morning, and Linda was jogging near Bukit Batok Nature Park along Lorong Siswai. And Lorong Siswai is going to come up quite a lot. We don't know what happened exactly, but she was brutally raped. She initially survived. She was found naked, crying for help, in a 10 meter deep ravine with a bloody nose and mouth. And she died about a week after her attack. Her killer was never found. At some point, even the Bukit Gombak Citizens Consultative Committee, they wanted to offer a reward for information, but ultimately, the case remains unsolved. So this was the first death in the area, the first death in the Bukit Batok Nature Park, Lorong Siswai area. Now, we go to about eight years later, in 2008, when a jogger found the decomposed body of 47-year-old real estate agent Chu Shreing. Now, Chu Shreing, she had some sort of business dealings with this guy called Rosli Yasin, and Rosli was 51 years old. The date was 16th October 2008. Alright, so they were driving along Bukit Batok in Shreing's Cherry QQ when they started arguing about money. So Ross Lee, he insisted that Shreng owed him some money for work, but we don't know what it was. Lah. So they pull over to Lorong Siswai to have a chat. And this is the same area that Linda Chua, from the first case, was found after her attack. Now Shreng and Ross Lee, they get out of the car to talk, and their talk gets real violent real fast. Ross Lee punches her, and she threatens to call the police. She threatens to try to call the police. So he freaks out and snatches her phone. Then, he hit her on the head over and over again until she fell to the ground. He takes her handbag with her NRIC, her checkbook, and her credit cards. Then, he dragged her to the bottom of a slope at the back and left her to die. He got in her car and drove off. Then, he later abandoned the car too. And by the time her body was found, it was about four days later and it was so decomposed that she had to be identified by dental records because Singapore is hot, Singapore is humid, and it's, it's a bug. The body will decompose really quickly. After that, tried to cheat somebody else with Shreng's checkbook, but that's a whole other thing. While he initially faced the death penalty, he pled guilty to culpable homicide, and he was sentenced to a 12-year preventative detention. So now this is the second death in Bukit Batok Nature Park. Now, this last case... This last case is really sad, and I, I personally don't want to dive too deep into it. it. It has a lot of mental health issues brought up, and it was 13th November 2019, just two years ago. 
Madame Nami Ogata, she was a 41-year-old Japanese national and she was based in Singapore. And the morning of 13th November was the last time that she was seen alive with a 5-year-old son, Sotaro Ogata. There's CCTV footage showing her leaving her condo at 5.40am, like really early in the morning. She arrives at Lorong Sesuai, the same Lorong Sesuai where both Linda Chua and Chu Shreng were killed. They see her leaving the car a little while after she arrives. And on the same day, a while later, the police, they find her son unresponsive, covered in a blanket in the car. The theory is that she killed him by strangling him with an elastic band and raffia at their home before placing his body in the car. After that, she was found a little bit away in the park and a forensic pathologist certified that her cause of death was self-inflicted stab wounds to the chest. And this is just a really tragic incident and Nami, the mom, had records of being evaluated as depressed and anxious and it's just a very, very unfortunate murder-suicide. So now we can see that almost every decade, Bukit Batok Nature Park and especially the Lorong Sesuai area has seen three really awful instances just just really almost every decade in 2000 in 2008 into 2019 all right and this place just it seems to have a history of bad vibes even though truly it's just a very very pretty park there's also been paranormal investigators that have went there and sticked it out overnight okay like <laughs> i don't i don't know why you would do that but yeah there's actually like a guide online on like how to do it where you shouldn't bring any amulets or anything and there's just been a ton of rumors of mysterious figures and people heard crying and crying for help from deep within the park i think the other parks known for being a bit for having a little bit more bad vibes would be maybe McRitchie at night but in the day it's like super pretty or maybe Badok Reservoir Park which, which has its own reputation so ABC listeners what do you think could be the most dangerous park in Singapore or do you think that maybe there could be something else something else supernatural at work here thank you for listening to this week's episode of A Brief Case Bukit Batok Nature Park, the most dangerous park in Singapore, maybe? You can find us on Instagram at a briefcase podcast and online at a briefcasepodcast.com. And I would love it if you could drop me a DM if there's any cases that you'd like me to cover. For our next episode, we'll probably be having a guest on. So do remember to join us next week for another brief case. Dip into Raising Cane's when you crave something hot and fresh and oh-so-delicious. Dip in for cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle-cut fries, and garlicky buttered Texas toast. Our secret cane sauce makes every dip a delight. Raising Cane's chicken fingers, one love. (laughs)